What's up, guys? It's Jordan Stoltz, your host of the Triple F Podcast, and I'm back for another episode. And in today's show, I'm talking about something that's really underrated as far as performance, strength, um, aesthetics, training, everything is concerned, and that is recovery, something that I really don't talk enough about on the podcast, but I wanted to do just a super practical episode. This one's like a top list type show, um, and it's all about recovering better and making sure that you're prepared for every training session. Um, talking about the importance of recovery a little bit, uh, maybe what you're doing wrong, and then giving you a list of my favorite methods for better recovery. So hopefully you guys enjoy this episode. This is something you guys can implement immediately and something that you can really start paying attention to because a lot of you probably aren't paying enough attention to it. This podcast is brought to you by you guys, the listeners. Thank you so much for the support of the podcast. And to support the show even more, go to StoltzFit, that's S-T-O-L-Z-F-I-T on Instagram. Shoot me a direct message, um, like a post, comment, whatever. Ask me a question for the podcast on there. All of that goes. I like to interact with you guys on that platform. So head over there at StoltzFit and check that out. I will put that in the description of the podcast so you can see how my crazy last name is spelled. Uh, So let's get started with today's show about recovery and why you might be missing out on a lot of benefits by ignoring it. Welcome to the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. Keep listening for some awesome advice on health, motivation, and becoming a better version of yourself. Be sure to tune in every week for Motivation Monday, Workout Wednesday, and Foodie Friday. Behind the mic today, your host, a strength and conditioning coach, husband, and businessman, Jordan Stoltz. What's going on, guys? Jordan Stoltz here with another episode of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast, Triple F Show. Today, after a couple episodes of doing um, very Motivation Monday mindset type episodes, I wanted to do one uh, that's really just about fitness, right? Because that's why the podcast started. That's the industry I work in. That's uh, what I've been in for years and years. And um, I want to do a show on that because it's my podcast. (laughs) So... That's what I'm going to talk about today is some fitness stuff, kind of more training related. If you guys want any help with your training, so maybe you are, you know, you're in a plateau, you're in a rut, you don't know what goal to choose, you're not sure how to approach your goal and your long-term goals, uh, that's why I'm here and that's why I created the show. So I think, you know, I got a really, really good reaction out of last uh, week's show, the last two weeks, a lot of good Instagram uh, tagging, a lot of DMs and even some in inquiries about coaching services, all that kind of stuff. If you have any questions related to an episode I do or maybe related to services that I offer, just go to StoltzFit on Instagram and shoot me a direct message. Um, that's the best place to get a hold of me and I'll answer probably within a day and you can just talk to me there. I like that platform for engagement reasons, right? Not necessarily as much content creation as much as a great place to talk to you guys and answer questions that that aren't on the show and maybe are things more specific to you Um, that's a great place i interact with a lot of people on there quite often almost weekly right a lot of you guys are great supporters of the show and you ask questions you uh, purchase services and all this different stuff and I really appreciate all of that it all helps the podcast it all helps 
uh, put a put a motivation behind doing episodes all the time. I guess you know, like with, since I'm 200 something episodes deep, um, you know, it's sometimes a struggle to come out with a show and come up with a topic that I think is going to be relevant and good. Uh, so it's really, really helpful when you guys reach out and interact with me. Um, today's show, like I said, though, is about fitness and it is about training. So, you know, my background is strength conditioning. My background is personal training. Um, I now work primarily in nutrition, but I, I really enjoy the training side of things and nerding out on that stuff. So, you know, there's a lot of different factors that go into effective training, right? And you could say effort is one of them. You have to be putting forth good effort. Consistency is one of them. You have to be putting in consistent effort. But then it gets a little deeper, right? You get into programming, which is where a coach or a trainer can help you. Um, or a book, right? If you can figure out how to program for yourself, that's probably a better option. Um, programming is huge, right? To be able to structure your routines and your year in an intelligent way so you keep making progress, you can be consistent and put forth effort, right? Because the effort and consistency that you put in isn't all mindset, discipline type stuff, right? There's a factor of that where you just have to sometimes go and do the work. But it is about creating a plan that sets you up for success as well. And if you're not doing that, then you are definitely missing something in your in your training program and in your fitness world. Uh, the other thing that really makes a difference is how well you're recovering. And of course, the programming plays a role in that. Recovery is so important for, for training, for fitness, for improving consistently over time and putting in the effort that you need to every session, right? Because if you're not recovered from your current session, uh, let's say you did a session on Monday, right? And if it's Wednesday and you're not recovered yet, you know, you're not going to be able to have a good session on Wednesday. You're, you're, you know, if you overdid it, if you're sore, if you're tired, if you're worn down, if you're maybe even injured, um, your effort is going to definitely be hindered moving forward to your other workouts. And especially uh, if you combine bad programming with bad recovery and they often go together, uh, it's going to be a big, big problem. And, you know, that's what this show is about. And recovery, you know, you could call it the other 23 hours because, you know, you have 24 hours in the day and you spend your hour training. Maybe you only do it a few days a week, right? The other hours of your week, the other 23 every day are the ones that you really need to be focusing on. Don't ignore those other 23 hours and think that everything is going to come from just how hard you annihilate yourself in the gym. Uh, you know, the gym is just a stimulus. The gym is providing your body with the stimulus that you want to give it, depending on your goal. So if it's growing your shoulders, you're going to focus on, you know, stimulating the shoulders. If it's increasing your strength, it's going to be providing a stimulus that makes your strength increase. If it is, um, you know, burning calories, you're going to, I guess, provide with the stimulus or just accomplish that action through your training. And the other 23 hours are what matters because that's your recovery period, right? That's what's setting you up for your future training when you want to stimulate again, right? Because if you are, if you're ignoring those other 23, for example, I guess, uh, you know, you are definitely not preparing yourself to stimulate again 
down the road. And that's a big, big loss on your part. Uh, so that's what I want to talk about today. That is the topic of today's show. It's, it's something that isn't talked about enough in fitness because there's this glamour and this, this glitz around the actual training, right? Revolutionary new training programs, new exercises, things you've never seen before, ways to get your body sore, right? But what really matters is how well you're recovering from that training and how well you are prepared for the next training session where you can do the same thing, right? Because it's all about the consistency and the effort that you put forward. Um, so yeah, there's my long, long intro, and I do have a list. Um, it's a list of five different things that you need to be doing for your recovery and to really just amplify the effectiveness of your training program, right? Because that's what we're all after. If you have a good training program, you wanna milk out every benefit possible from that training program, and if you're not doing that, you're definitely missing out on some good gains, you know what I mean? So let's get started with number one. The number one thing is what I've been hinting on throughout that whole intro, and that is your programming in general. If you aren't following a program, that could very, very well be why you can't recover properly, right? If you are, oh man, if you are following a program that is the advanced lifter program, right? You look up, what does Kai Green do for uh, for his bodybuilding routine, right? Or what does Jay Cutler do? Or what does Phil Heath do? Or what does Stephanie Cohen do, right? Big, you know, strong power lifter. What does Eddie Hall, the strongman, do? And you follow that routine. Um, you know, you might not be at the same point that they are in training, so it's gonna be a little bit much for you, right? Every training program needs to be custom and tailored to you. That's why I am a big believer in custom programming and coaching because uh, the one-size-fits-all program usually doesn't work. What does work is maybe templates, right, where you can figure out how to program for yourself based on a template so you have you know, certain types of movements. You know in this workout you're doing a horizontal push, a vertical push, tricep work, maybe a rear delt exercise and an ab exercise. And you can choose your sets based on a range and your reps uh, based on you. Right? That's the kind of training program I like to see people put out and that's the kind of thing that I think is really a good product. It's something where it changes for you and you can make it your own. If you can't make it your own and you have to follow it to the T based on what someone else is doing, it's probably not the best program in general and definitely not for you. Um, and that you know, that's, just my thoughts on that, I guess. But good programming goes a long ways because if you're paying attention to things like intensity throughout the week, exercise selection for each workout, um, volume total over the long period of time, right? Like this week compared to six weeks down the road or this week in general compared to what you have been doing in the past, you know, that's a very important factor to consider. And if you're ignoring those, you might get shocked so much with your body that you feel sore and you feel good and the workout is tough and you feel like you accomplished something, but in reality, you're just not recovering very well, right? Like I said before, the programming should stimulate your body and that's really what it's there for. The other 23 hours are where you can recover and repair and make sure that you're making the progress to the next training session. So good programming is huge. Find something custom. 
If you don't have something custom, make it your own, right? Don't follow a men's health workout. Maybe you follow the split, right? You like the split in the workout. Maybe you uh, just need to tweak the exercises a bit. Maybe you need to tweak the sets a little bit, make the volume a little bit more tailored to you. All those different things are ways that you can improve training. So programming is number one, and one of the most important things, if you combine programming, good programming with good effort and consistency, it's it's gonna affect, it's like this web of affecting other things, right? It's always going to affect the other. If you're recovering well, it's gonna affect how much effort you can put in, how consistent you can be. If you are programming well, you're going to be able to recover, and if you, are missing any of those pieces, they're not gonna all fit together. That's why programming is so important. Number two is going to be your warm up and your cool down as well. I do believe that both are very, very important. Uh, and the cool down is really ignored. The warm up is something that's normally done wrong. Hopefully, you're not ignoring a warm up uh, totally, right? I, I, it's very tempting as a young lifter as someone who's pretty young in the fitness game right 25 years old it's it's very tempting to skip a proper warm-up because at a younger age your body does feel a little bit more primed and ready to go for your session right especially if it's later in the day but it you know people don't see injuries coming you don't you don't feel these injuries coming along you need to prepare you need to warm up to make your training session more effective and so you recover better. And I truly do notice a difference in the long term when I warm up properly uh, for recoverability, right? To see myself recover better, to not get as sore, to have a better training session, to not get as many aches and pains. Warming up does that because it does a few things. It, It just in general warms up your body so you're not shocking it so much, right? Because I really believe that's what causes a lot of soreness. And another thing it does is it activates the right muscles so you are able to get out of each exercise and each session what you're supposed to be getting out of it, right? If you are doing squats and you don't have activated glutes, for example, and you have trouble with that, uh, you know, you might get sore knees or sore quads when you don't really want that at all, right? So what you're gonna be able to do is drill in what muscle you want to be using and and how to use that and i think that is a very very important thing the cool down is important too and usually ignored because what most people do is train and then immediately you know go sit in their car or immediately just you know go sit at work or go sit at home on the couch and that's one of the worst things you could do i think a cool down really helps too just to kind of you know, rebalance, restructure everything. I notice a difference, a huge difference when I implement both of these. So that's why I think it's so important. Um, let's talk a little bit about what makes proper warmups and cooldowns. The warmup, really, the main thing that I would want to tell you guys is to be very, very specific with your warmup. If you're going to bench press, warm up by bench pressing. Warm up the muscles that are actually getting stressed. Uh, in the bench press, right? That is really the main and most important thing. If you're not doing that, it's you know you're 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 in you're in trouble. I I would say. Um, so for a bench press, let's keep using that example. You'd want to warm up, let's say the shoulders, because that's a muscle, that's a joint that's stressed. 
Maybe you want to do a little upper back warm-up, right, or even activation so you can squeeze the scapulas together. Activation is another part of a very important warm-up, so um, activating the right muscles. Maybe it's activating your chest if you have trouble feeling your pecs. Maybe it's activating the back so you have a better time squeezing. Maybe it's activating your butt even so you can you know, provide more force to the floor on that bench press. All these different things matter and a combination of warming up that specific muscle group and activating ones that you have trouble with is going to be the biggest factor. I also think it's important to in general uh, warm up your body temperature. So that could be as simple as walking on the treadmill. It could even be sitting in the sauna for five minutes. Like that's not really an active warm up but it does warm up your body temperature and you are gonna notice a difference in how you feel and your joints feel. So I'm a fan of both of those. Most of the time, it's usually walking or, or a combination. Since I train in the morning, it's gonna be like drinking hot coffee. Um, I've even taken a hot shower before, um, sitting in the sauna maybe, and then of course walking for not too long. I like to kind of split up my cardio that I do weekly um, into warm-ups and cool-downs and just split up my whole, my whole activity level like that. That's something I can maybe talk about in a future show. Um, so those are the three aspects of a good warm-up, I guess, is going to be activation, um, it's going to be warming up problem areas like the shoulders in a bench press, like the knees in a squat, maybe the back in a deadlift, getting those all loosey-goosey, and then, of course, just increasing blood flow and improving that. Uh, it's going to be really important and it's going to be a big game changer for your recovery. I guarantee it. The cool down is also something worth mentioning. Um, and I'm going to kind of group this in because the cool down isn't very complicated. I'm not even really a fan of stretching after you train. I'm more of a fan of like throughout the day mobilization and stretching. So getting in little tiny sessions, and that's something that's actually coming up next. Um, I always give away the next thing. But the cool down is important. I, it's as simple as walk for like 5 to 15 minutes. It's just a thing I recommend people to do is just walk. Just If they have a certain amount of cardio they need to do, just do that after the workout, right? Or maybe even split it in half and do some before, some after. So for me, I keep track on the treadmill like on calories burned, even if that's not accurate. So I'll do like 150 a day, and that'll just be 75 calories for my warm-up, 75 for the cool-down. That's not very much time at all. It's like five or 10 minutes, and uh, that's it, right? Just to kind of, just to kind of cool the body down, get everything aligned again. I totally notice the difference when I do that, and little things that can bug me, right? This is anecdotal, and this is probably custom to my body, but. If I do something like, say, shrugs or lateral raises where I get a little bit of trap stimulation, I get really, really bad neck aches and headaches when my traps get worked too much uh, just because of where I'm naturally kind of tight and where I guess it's not really natural. It's more like my lifestyle promotes me to be tight there. Um, I noticed that to be almost gone completely if I focus on the warm-up and cool-down and actually just walk. Um, after training, I actually noticed a huge difference. So that's just kind of an anecdotal thing. Maybe it's like you get a sore back after training, probably just taking a 10, 15 minute walk after you train is going to be a big difference in how that area feels. So give that a try. That's number two. So, so far I have programming and the warm and cool down. The next thing that's super important is like I hinted on, 
mobilization and making sure you're getting good positions. So this is a little bit of a subject that I have a different opinion on than a lot of people, right? I used to be a guy that recommended 20 minute mobility sessions every day and focused on mobility workouts at night. That's what I did for probably a good two years is do a mobility session. I noticed a drastic improvement in mobility and how I felt and the pain uh, that I walked around with from training. Uh, That was almost gone completely when I shifted away from those night mobility routines and actually shifted into uh, mobilization throughout the day. So that's what I, my next one is going to be for better recovery is mobilizing throughout the day. And keep in mind that training is mobilizing, right? Because uh, if you are doing movements that are going to be good strength training movements, say like a Romanian deadlift or a straight leg deadlift, you better believe that a weighted hamstring stretch, which is what that is, it's going to be a killer, killer mobilization you know, mobility technique for you, for the, for your legs, getting, having weight on your back and being pushed down into a squat is going to do a lot for your, for your mobility and your hips and your ankles and, uh, even your upper back, right? You're going to see the most benefits from consistent strength training, but there are little things that you actually need to mobilize because of your lifestyle daily. So if you sit a lot, for example, more, more so than doing a huge mobility session, uh, you know, workout at night for your hips because they're tight from sitting, what might be a better option, what I'm finding to work better for me is trying to do like five or six little one minute hip stretches throughout the day, right? And you're accumulating like anywhere from six to 12 minutes, depending how long you do the stretch. I like to do two minutes aside. So that's, you know, for each hip, I'm accumulating like 12 minutes of stretching, which is really good, right? 24 minutes total of hip mobilization, where it would be a big commitment to do that at night and to actually fit in that mobility work. So that's something that I like doing. I mean, it's funny that my training style, as far as everything other than weight training, so cardio, uh, mobility, all that stuff, even stuff like grip training, all that little stuff that I like to focus on is I'm kind of going more towards spreading it out throughout the day. And I've realized that just focusing on that type of lifestyle more is making a bigger difference than it ever it ever did when it was just by itself as its own separate thing, right? Whether you had a weight training session, a cardio session, a mobility session, that was good. That's better than nothing. But I've noticed that spreading it out is a huge difference. So do that with your mobility. If you have a problem area, just focus on that. I kind of like to rotate um, and then have little mobility routines sometimes. So the rotating method would be like pick a body part and assign it to a day. So on Mondays, you focus on like pec mobilization. Maybe you roll your pec for two minutes aside. Maybe you stretch it for two minutes aside and you just do that maybe four to six times throughout the day. Uh, and you just focus on that one body part. That's a really specialized way to do it. If you have a problem area, another way that is good and that I actually do is like a little mini routine and you do this a few times throughout the day. So it's a little bit longer because it's more than one body part, but I like to do a pec stretch, a lat stretch, and a hip stretch, and sometimes even roll a T-spine, which, you know, is something that's more of a complicated technique that I can get into later with you guys, but I like to do that little round and do it one or two times and do that a few times a day. 
that's the mobilization and boy does it make a difference in recovery it's all about training better the next time right it's not really about that rolling a muscle is going to you know rolling or stretching is going to make it less sore it's more along the lines of you're going to be able to train better and it's not going to be such a shock to get into certain positions uh, so the more comfortable you are with positions the better so if you have trouble with squat you always get sore and you get in the bottom of a squat and you're training Maybe your mobilization is just sitting in a squat for two minutes at a time, you know, five five times through the day. That's 10 minutes of squatting every day, plus your training. You're gonna be a squat master after that. That's something that may really, really help you. Um, yeah, so I very well might wrap that topic up. I think that mobilizing mobility is something a lot of people skip because they don't really see a benefit right away in you know, quote unquote gains, but I, I think you will just based on getting into positions better, getting less sore, and that is all gonna roll over and it's all gonna help you train better the next time. So that's number three is, um, you know, focusing on the mobility and doing that throughout the day. Number four is going to be your nutrition, right? This is my job is focusing on good nutrition for people, coaching them through good nutrition and healthy habits and changing their lives that way, right? And boy, it can really make a difference. I would say a lot more than you think is dialing in nutrition with your training. So keep in mind, right, that um, losing body fat is good and losing body fat alone is gonna help your recovering just by having less weight to move around. Uh, but you do need to realize that being in a calorie deficit, right, less cal- eating less calories than you burn, eating fewer calories than you burn, excuse me, grammar police, uh, eating fewer calories than you burn is going to cause weight loss, but it's also going to um, kind of make recovering a little bit more difficult. So really keep in mind here that more calories equal better recovery, right, up to a point, so you don't need to go crazy, but if you could be around where your maintenance calories are or maybe 150 to 400 calories above that, anywhere in that range in a surplus, right? So eating more than you burn, you're providing your body with enough fuel to fuel each workout and to recover from each one. And you're definitely gonna notice a difference, right? You're gonna, the same workout that you could do when you're in maintenance or a surplus is going to make you maybe sore when you're in a deficit just because you don't have the food to recover with. So keep that in mind. Don't gloss over your nutrition. It's actually a big portion of how your training goes. So the little things like pre and post-workout meals, really don't make a huge difference. What does is your overall calorie intake and where that's at uh, as far as your maintenance and if it's dialed in with your training, right? If your training goal is to get way stronger, but your your nutrition goal is to lose weight, those are gonna conflict with each other, right? They're gonna butt heads. You need to have the goal of if you're gonna lose weight, uh, you're going to be to maintain strength. And if you're gonna gain strength, then you need to eat that way as well and eat more, right? Because that probably is going to come with weight and you need the feel to recover so you can keep progressing and keep overloading the body as you go. So that is number four is proper nutrition. And that's a huge one. If you guys have been kind of guessing where my five points are going to be, you might be already guessing number five, and that's gonna be sleep. Sleep is a very, very underrated training variable and something that definitely should not be ignored, right? If you're staying up 
till two or three in the morning, even if it's just one day on the weekends, you're definitely gonna notice a huge difference in how you perform that upcoming week. When I train the baseball team at the University of Nebraska, I noticed this a lot, right, with the people that took their athleticism very seriously and ate right, got to bed on time every day. Man, they perform better in their workouts and on the field than the people that would party, right, even once on the weekend, even if it was just Friday night, staying up till four in the morning or drinking a lot, right, and that's gonna hamper sleep, um, those people didn't perform as well and usually it reflected in as tangible a result as they didn't start as much as a pitcher or something, you know? It's it's a huge factor and I guess I'll give like three little quick tips for good sleep. Number one is gonna be um, to keep your room dark. I notice a huge difference when the room is like pitch black then when there's lights, even if they're electronic lights, I have this computer, right? This like gaming computer that's set up in my bedroom and um, there, it shines red lights, right? And I can't freaking get the red lights to turn off. Uh, so I have to actually put a black blanket over the computer because of the lights that shine out of the keyboard and the mouse. Um, so that's something you can do. I guess I could unplug the keyboard and the mouse, but it seems like a lot of trouble. The blanket's pretty easy just to put over it. So a dark room is huge. Another thing is going to be um, limit caffeine intake later in the day. If you train at night or you train later, um, tr- you know, watch out for things like pre-workouts and coffee and stuff like that. Um, it's okay maybe if you have no pro- problem getting to sleep, but I think you should also monitor how well you're sleeping. Are you waking up through the night? Are you, you know, feeling rested in the morning? If you're not, if you wake up kind of tired and groggy, if you, um, uh, and you're, you know, granted you're getting the same amount of hours, right? So maybe it's somewhere from six to nine hours of sleep. Um, monitor that. And the same thing goes with alcohol, which is number three, avoid alcohol as much as possible. You know, I'm all for living a good lifestyle, but you also don't want to overdo the alcohol if your goal is to improve in the gym and in your fitness, right? It's going to actually take a huge toll. So if you are consuming alcohol, this is the same kind of example I've seen with the baseball players. If you do choose to consume it once in a while, just realize it's probably going to make your sleep a little bit worse and it's going to make it less deep and you're going to cover a little bit worse because of that. So those are the things that really affect your sleep that I've you know, noticed in others that I've coached and everything. Um, I guess the other one is just to get enough time and to go to bed early enough so you are getting that time uh, so you can sleep and wake up refreshed and recovered and notice a big difference in your training. All right, so those are the five things that are gonna affect your recovery. I talked about why recovery is important and then things like nutrition, sleep, um, warming up, cooling down, mobilizing through the day and proper programming in your own training are all going to affect how you recover and how you recover is going to affect how you can train and how you can train is going to affect how you look and perform. So it's this big circle, it's this cycle of um, recovering, training and how you look and feel and perform and it's all going to affect each other. So keep that in mind as you go forward in your training and your fitness. If you have any questions about things like programming, nutrition, need any help with that, reach out to me on Instagram at StoltzFit. That's the best place to get a hold of me. Thank you for listening and for choosing the Triple F Podcast today as your listening pleasure. Um, Have a good weekend, everybody. This is coming out on Saturday, one day late, but I'll see you guys next week on Friday for a new podcast. Thanks for joining me, and it would mean a lot if you subscribed to the show and followed me at StoltzFit.com. 
Have a good one. I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Triple F Podcast. Please leave a five-star iTunes review and share the podcast with your friends and family. Tune in next time for more great tips on On fitness, fitness, food, and and freedom. freedom.